can't pass an old man. I didn't see him. You gotta know where everybody is. Always. What if I can't? They'll crush your skull. Jugger? I barely know her. This is Blood of nice. Spoilers. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I couldn't wait. It was so good. Hi, everybody. This is your host, TV, recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And tonight is a very special episode because mm-hmm. this is movie game episode, correct? Oh, yeah. So that's exciting. Anytime we do movie games, super, super exciting. <sighs> the winner gets attention from the league. Yeah. It's, oh, nice. <laughs> what, what does it mean? We don't know. But um, also, the only reason I even found this movie is because of my boss, Rhett. So let's give it up for Rhett because I had no idea this movie even existed. Uh, he's a Was great. Is Rhett going to be listening? Right. Do we need to like boss proof this podcast? No, no, he's fine. Oh, is he a Patreon? I thought it was a movie game pick. This is a movie game pick, but my boss knows I do a podcast and he is also. It's very strange. He finds sports that I have no idea even existed. And, like, when you watch these sports... On the Ocho? I mean, if he is, like, the, you know... <laughs> if he's the editor of OSQ, like, it's, it's spot on. Because he finds these sports I have no idea that even exist. And Jugger was one of them, which led him to this movie. And that's why we're doing it. So I am excited. Tonight's opening question, and instead of going in any order, I'll just call it out by random is if you could go back in time to when you were a wee child mm. and you had to focus on one sport, mm. if you had the commitment, like the mental commitment as well as the monetary commitment, what sport do you think you would have had the best chance to make the league? <laughs> and let's start with Josh. Hello, this is Josh from Goshen. Leader of the JACs. Hmm. This is tough. Brett. Yes. Got any ideas for me? Uh, let's see. I mean, I would say basketball, but you did play a lot of basketball and you failed at that. Didn't make the league. Did not make the league, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> you are a very good basketball player, though. What um, about volleyball for Josh? Ooh, You're super tall. Josh would have been good at volleyball. Yeah, it could have been good. Super fucking tall. I'll, I'll say this. We know it's not baseball. The sport I think I was best at growing up. I quit after freshman year because I felt like the upperclassmen and the coach weren't fair to me. And that was cross country. I was the best runner in the grade. I like in junior in junior high, eighth grade, I was the best runner in the school. It was good times. You quit? And anybody who got in your way, you just beat up. <laughs> Josh did beat up a guy on a, on a course, but you quit? I quit. Uh I decided to quote focus on basketball. <sighs> yeah. Did you run cross country, dude? It is like the hardest sport. Running sucks. I, I watched Pap, and he always looked miserable. I ran cross country, dude. Steve, <laughs> the year that I ran it when I was a freshman, the uh, motto the team made for itself was "Our sport is your sport's punishment." I remember those shirts. I was like, yes, it is, and I hate that we are that. Welcome <laughs> like, to hell. I hated that. <laughs> that was a huge part of my decision to quit. It's gotta be. They also had shirts that said, we bowed about it, if that dates that. I never had that one, but... Yeah, I don't think I was a freshman, so you were probably in uh, eighth grade. Anyway, uh, Josh from Goshen, thanks for bearing with me there. Are you going to volleyball or cross country? Uh, cross country. 
thing is, with your build, and if you worked out, you could maybe have been a good 400 runner. Got a long stride. I feel like Josh is all legs and minimal torso. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> let's analyze Josh. Um, uh, let's go with Brett. Okay, let's see. So it's Brett, recording out of Fort Wayne. I have always been what I would consider a quite a good athlete who has never really had the body to go along with it. But if I would have started early, I've always been a good, always been good because I have really, really good reflexes. Even still, they're not quite as good as they used to be. I can tell you which one I would want to, and that would be golf, because that would be the best yes. to be a professional athlete in, but I don't think I would have been good enough. Um, I probably would say tennis, just because reflexes, I was already pretty good at it, and I didn't put a ton of time in it. Other than that, I mean, I don't know, I was a, I was a good baseball, I mean, anything that had reflexes, catcher, goalie, Okay. but I'd probably go with tennis, I suppose. Brett. Yes. Do you think the normal Joe on the street has really any idea how good like the top fifty hundred golfers are? No, it's it's crazy. Like you take someone who's like a scratch golfer who to us would be like a god. <laughs> like Tony Romo's like a scratch golfer and he would go out and beat us by so many strokes. There's a reason why he's not on the tour. I mean you can't you got He wants to these be these guys are like way better than scratch golfers. He wants to oh, be Oh yeah, and he's good. Yeah. But like Josh is saying, I mean, there's such a divide. Now, you're saying top 50, but, like, there's such a divide between, like, the top 250 and, like, scratch golfers. I mean, you go to your your clubhouse, like Ben Oaks, and you see, like, their tour pro, and they're, like, amazing at golf. Yeah. But they're club pros because they're not good enough to be – and that's not a knock on them. It's a really hard sport. I want to say they have to be like a four handicap to be a club pro. Yeah, that's not me. But how will they get the attention of the league? <laughs> yeah. The tour. I believe Alice Cooper at one point was uh, either a two handicap or a four. Golf's a lot in Michigan. In Arizona, yep. But I would say tennis, I guess. I don't know. I I do have the height, I guess. If I would have known I would have been built like this, maybe I would have played football and lifted weights and been an offensive lineman, but I hated offensive line, so... Dude, you could have gone to Notre Dame as an offensive lineman. 110%. Yeah, but there's a problem. I'm not any good. Neither was Notre Dame at that point. You could have gotten in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pappy. Pappy. Uh, we, we know Pappy. Wrestling. For oh, sure. I was the the worst wrestler. He was slippery. Of- he was greasy. I, I beat one kid, man. Hard to pin. Yeah. yeah. Hard to pin. He was... Uh, and you didn't feel very good about it. In him. <laughs> um, good question, Stevie. I am not good at sports where I had to think. So, like, being in a batter's box, I was freaking terrible at. Or, like, a pop fly that was hit to me. Like, the more I had to think, the worse I was. I was always pretty good at racket sports. And I feel like, given the resources, if I would have trained from an early age... There's a part of me that thinks I could have been an Olympian badminton player. I was fucking good at badminton. Like, I never played, like, in a fucking, um... You had a lot of badminton sets. We, like, spray-painted our yard. Like, yeah, I used to I work with that. my dad to, like, mow the grass of the badminton court with a lower setting on the blade. We'd have the, like, higher setting in the backyard. Like, I fucking love badminton. Like, I, I think it was just super fun. I, like, knew the, all the rules and stuff. I, I, I think I could have, like, really excelled at that but instead i just ran 
like Josh, cross country. You were mm. really good at cross country, though. Yeah, like I said, if I don't have to think, if I don't have to get in my own head, right? <laughs> like, I would be so nervous, like, walking up to a batter's box. Like, we did a free throw shooting contest on spoilers, and I think I went 0 for 6 or something on the Instagram feed. I know what sport you'd be best at, Pappy. Mm. Let's say Mario Go-Kart was a real-life sport. You'd be best at being, like, the character on the back, like, throwing shit. I would love people. to drop some bananas, oh, throw some that. shells. Hell yeah. <laughs> Diabolical Pap. That's what? why. What does that mean? All right, this is your host, Stevie. Um, Pappy probably knows about me. Like, I think if I actually put, like, the time and effort to, like, getting, like, custom, like, fitted... And like getting the right equipment for certain situations, I could probably be. I wouldn't say this. I would say this. If I got into it at an early age and stuck with it, not like casual like I am now, I probably could have been a pretty good bowler. Yeah. Ooh. You always took it really seriously. Like we would go to Rainbow Lanes, and you would just dominate bowling. You have the curve. You can actually do the curve. I can do. I can throw a pretty mean hook. And I remember going with Mikey one time after work on a Saturday. And I bowled like a 240 with a house ball, just like on a random Saturday, and it felt awesome. And it's it was one of those points where it's like, man, I should join a league. And then it's like, you get a kid, and you have no time. Unless you go on Shabbos. Yeah, that's true. But like, also, I really just do love bowling. It's a lot of fun. And, yeah, bowling's good. And plus, I'm learning how to two-hand bowl right now, which is a shit ton of fun. So, I'm... Yeah, I think at a certain age, I'll eventually probably go into the leagues, but I couldn't do golf because I just don't have the mental wherewithal for it. Yeah. I just, I would get in my own head on every shot. Hey, what do you think is going to happen if you went up against Pete Weber? I'd tell him to fuck off. Yeah, but he would have gotten in your head, but then he'd be like, yeah, you're five foot three. I mean, like, he would have, like, dominated me, but I would have gotten in his face afterwards just for good TV. <laughs> Sure, a lot of people did. <laughs> can you imagine how nervous you would be if you had a perfect game going to the 10th frame? Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I would be shaking. Me bowling, I got 289. I mean, my uncle has his 300 PBA ring because he threw a 300 in a PBA tournament. But, like, he talked about it one time where he was, like, it was a league night. He never thrown a 300, and he was on his last strike or going for his last strike. And um, one of his guys in the league, like put like i think it was like popcorn butter in the ball when he wasn't looking and it slipped out of his hand on the last shot why because he's being a dick oh dude that, that's fighting i'd fight somebody yeah the thing about bowling is there's such a huge skill gap right like if you got with friends like there's that one guy like you steve you can throw the hook and i'm like basically bowling granny style the hook makes all the difference in the world you're a serious bowler what's the two-handed bowling what even what are you a lot talking of spin about and stuff right alley cat strike my bowling balls don't have three fingers i bowl with two fingers and for extra support i hold it with my left hand and so like when i'm going out on my approach i'm really low to the ground and i'm kind of like cradling it like on my backswing have you ever owned a wrist brace no never will <laughs> Wow, judgy. So you get purple tunnel. You can ask Pap. I've been like rolling with two fingers since I was like 10. Listen, if you want the attention of the league, you gotta get a wrist brace. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> two fingers? Better make it three. I ain't driving.
All right. You guys ready to get into this movie? I mean, we could talk about real sports. I mean, we're talking about hypothetical us being playing sports instead of uh, Jugger, but... I kind of want to get into Jugger. Real quick, I did a count, Pat. Mm. Rutger Hauer is his movie number four, unless we did 2008's Magic Flute Diaries. Did we do that one? Not yet. Just four, then. All right, sorry, Steve. You go ahead. All you. No, 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 no. I, honestly, like I love those stats. I, I hope when we end this, if it do, ever does end, um, Jake Gyllenhaal is number one by the end. Is that everybody's hope? Wait, end end spoilers? I mean, there is going to be no end to spoilers, but like eventually, you know, maybe the kids will take it over. Maybe they won't. You I know. hope it's Anthony Daniels personally. Fuck off. <laughs> eventually, Kurt Russell will die. No, he won't. And uh, no, he won't. How dare you, sir? No, he <laughs> won't, Brett. I'm telling you, I will like. I'll probably cry the day he dies. Like, n- he's never gonna die. He's fine. He's in great health. He's fine. Okay, so Pap, mm. you and I always have a lot of fun talking about, you know, the movies about this, but it's really about this. <laughs> what kind of movie is this? This is a movie about Jugger. There's no- and nothing <laughs> else. I don't know if there's- <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if there's really anything else going on. I'll give a lot of cre- credit to. David Webb Peoples, Golden Globe winner. My man. Accomplished writer, wrote for Blade Runner, wrote for 12 Monkeys, wrote for a lot of great movies. Jugger is born of this movie, has no other connections. Like, there's not like a book, right? Like, The Blood of Heroes that this is based on. This is totally from his brain. I'll give him a lot of credit because it sounds like Rhett, your boss, like found Jugger and then found this movie. Yes. Jugger has lived on. Yes. Beyond this movie. If you look up YouTube Jugger highlights or like Jugger Explained, there's tons of videos of people still playing the sport. Huge in Germany. Welcome to this quick summary of the rules of Jugger. This is about the German variant in which almost all international rules root. Goals, mounts, or mala are placed two meters from the baseline, and the ball, called skull or jug, is placed in the center. During the whole match, a drum sounds each one and a half second. The two teams set up at their respective baselines and start charging to the center at the opening of the round. There they engage in duels, and the fifth player, the so-called quick or runner, is the only one who can take hold of the ball and score a point by placing it into the goal. Well, what kind of dumbed-down version do they play? Because in this movie, we see people... Killing people? I mean, you're getting hit with metal chains and getting whipped to, like, shredded skin. Like, it's terribly violent. What do they do to make it, like, dumbed down? Have you ever seen people LARP? It's very LARPy. Okay. Okay. I was thinking more like... American gladiators, right? Like they got those big old Q-tip things. Yeah, yeah, the big foam things. What are those called? Joust. Yeah, it's no. it's like you got the foam, and I think like the chain instead of like the chain and stuff like that. There's like wet noodles, pool noodles. I, I want to say it's like a net with a soccer ball in it that you swing around. Huh. One of my favorite YouTube videos was this was like the Australian Jugger League, <laughs> and this is like a little bit more violent than the other Jugger leagues. And this guy was saying, you know, people have broken their fingers, they've gotten lacerations, they've lost their jobs, all <laughs> playing the sport. They've lost their jobs. Jugger took their Stevie, we have some people that listen to the pod that don't watch the movies. They really should. Can you actually describe the sport, like, 
the rules of it. Yeah. What the goal is. It's like Quidditch. Yes. I think JK watched Jugger personally. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's it's too close not to be not to be like, yeah, you probably watched a little bit of Jugger. But so Jugger is played in like an octagon type field in the deserts of Australia after the apocalypse. These people are wearing how do I describe it? Mad Max padding with Mad Max weaponry and Mad Max looking people. And the idea is, is you're going to take a dog skull that starts off in the middle and you're going to put it on a spike that are on the ends of each octagon. And the octagon's like 100 yards long and I don't know, probably 50 yards wide. It's like a football field. Is it not close to capture the flag it is. in that way? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of. It's, it's a bunch of different things, yeah. Like, the idea, though, is is you have, like, people with, like, staffs, like, hooks, like Rucker Hauer. And then you have, you know, people with a giant chain that can kill people, like Vincent D'Orfano, or however you say his last name. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, there we go. I believe it's Vincent Philip D'Onofrio in this movie. Okay, okay, going with, going really with the Vincent Phillip. I dig it. Thin Vincent D'Onofrio. Looking good in this movie. Yep. And then you have a quick. And the quick is the only person that can score with the skull. K-W, or no, Q-W-I-K. Q-W-I-K. Quickie mark, exactly. <laughs> Nestle's quick. <laughs> and it seems like a quick can only attack a quick. I don't know. It... it that part was kind of confusing to me, because why would you not just try to kill the quick if they're the only one that can score? Well, Rucker beat the one at the end. Well, at one point, Vincent D'Onofrio just, like, drops his chain and pulls the quick off of Kidda. I, I didn't think you could do that. Our main quick. I think only the quick can touch the skull. Yeah. And no one knows how it came to be played with dog skulls. <laughs> Thanks. An important note. <laughs> I think they can all touch the quick. Stevie, but the idea is they're all kind of blocking each other. Like there's two guys with the hook Q-tips hooking each other. Yeah. And then the whip guys are always like facing each other down. So then the quicks. Yeah, I guess. It's just. I don't know. Yeah, it, the rules were attack confusing, but that's what I liked about this movie was it never explained shit. It was just kind of like infer, you know, gather some info and guess. Mm-hmm. And eventually you could like kind of root for it. That was kind of. Surprising with this movie. Is this what people feel like with basketball when they watch Hoosiers? If they don't have a context for basketball, they're like, I don't know what the fuck that game was. But I get the emotion of it, you know? (laughs) I just, I don't know. Like, I have the same problem with Quidditch and like not to derail, but it's like everyone has a very specialized job. But at the end of the day in this game, only one person actually matters. Yeah. Dog boy. Be it the seeker or the quick. All that matters is like getting that dog's head on the spike. Like, what he said, Steve, you should be all out trying to kill this person. Yeah, why would you not just try to kill the quick? No one carries dog boy. I feel like you'd want your quick to be like a tank. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't want some like nimble. You gotta dodge the, the whackers and stuff. Yeah, they're the burglar, Pap. At least in three of the matches that we see, the opening like quick off. Results in violence. You know what I mean? They're just punching each other right off of the bat. Barry Sanders would have been the best dude of all time. Mm. The GOAT. Oh. <laughs> Chugger's careers would have been ended left and right if that man was holding a dog skull. They're like, did you get beaten by the other man down? No, just juked out real bad. I was looking at his hips. They were too fast. <laughs> 
not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like Josh, we talk about this every now and then. Like, I always love it when you bring it up on the pod. Was there ever a moment in this film where you're like, I'm in good hands? <laughs> there had to be uh, one. No, dude. This movie kind of <laughs> screams bad hands. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. <laughs> it does kind of let you figure it out yourself, though. Give them that. Okay, there is a moment where uh, <sighs> Kidda is kind of like following them, you know? And Dog Boy, who she's trying to replace, it's, pre- it's pretty clear he can't keep walking and keeping up with the gang. He's going to die. And there's like this look that Rutger Hauer gives when he sees her coming over the hill. And like the editing at that moment, too. I, I don't know. Something about it actually felt good. So I don't know if I, that meant I was in good hands, Stevie. Good finger. Good hand. Yeah. If they would have played <laughs> Kate Nash's run up that hill, would you have thought less of that scene, Josh? Kate Bush. Bush. Run up that hill. It was like huge last year because it was in Stranger Things. Never mind. Edit point. Yeah. I yeah. That was like Bush. Cut that. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I said Kate Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kate Bush. Here's here's the problem. Is like we're gonna describe Jugger. It's gonna sound awesome. And we're gonna describe <laughs> a lot of like elements in this movie. It's gonna sound awesome. This movie looks like shit. <laughs> oh my god, it's so dark. I couldn't see things. Josh, how how expensive is lighting? You're a lighting guy. How expensive is lighting? Lighting is hard, especially back before LEDs Dude. were okay. like invented. You got like can lights and all these watts out Dude. in the desert. Like Pappy's that's hard. Pappy's gonna bring up Barry Lyndon and be like. F you, Barry Lyndon no. uses candles. This movie came out in 1989. They've been lighting movies for literally 100 years <laughs> at this point. This is a real movie. This isn't like an Alexander Cooper movie. This is decades past Lords of Arabia. <laughs> Happy. Alex did not deserve that random left out of nowhere. Who's my, who's my sound guy? I, I hate that in movies where the loud scenes are like 100 and the quiet scenes are like 8. Why does it have to be like that? So I think what you guys are trying to say is the production value and output that we get from this movie is very poor. It doesn't have the intangibles. <laughs> We're one good cinematographer and like one good score away from this being like a legitimate classic. Like I, I sincerely mean that. But like it even like the brightness is like it's so washed out in the desert. I I don't know. It's it's tough. One more note, though, before we get off this negative train, is that, Stevie, you tossed it to me to talk about hands. Good ones. I think my biggest problem, though, is that the sport is kind of treated with kid gloves, I feel like. I, I need to see, like, a severed limb oh, or shit. two. I feel like, see, like glo- no, one, okay. no one dies in it. Well, I think that's kind of like the salute of heroes, or, this, or the blood of heroes, or the salute of the jugger, if you will. Which is, like, these people respect each other after going to battle for, you know, 100 stones times three. That's the best part of the movie, I think. The best scene in the movie is when the guy's like, you protected him. And he's like, I will kill anybody that I need to kill if it helps us win the game. Yeah. Outside so of that, show him mm-hmm. killing someone in the course of winning. No, no, no I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that to disagree with what you were saying. Uh, I just say I like that because he looks like a freaking freak from Mad Max or Swamp Thing, but he's got respect, as Stevie was saying. Well, Brett, you know how 
burnt out I am on G- Game of Thrones still yeah. to this day. But like, think about if this was a sport in Game of Thrones. Oh, there'd be so many dead bodies. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would have been a pretty good thing to like put into Game of Thrones for sure. That's a really good idea. On the note of like the respect of the athletes, like this is what this movie does really well. There's like four or five scenes where like I think after like the opening fight or the opening jugger match in the dog town, they all like do this like weird handshake afterwards. You know what I mean? And they go to like a different town afterwards and there's this big doofus looking dude. You think he's about to fight Rucker Hauer, but they just like laugh and hug. Mm-hmm. There's this whole culture of this post-apocalyptic world that's being explained without any direct exposition, which is like so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's done so well. I love this world, actually. I don't know why I got such an Ice Pirates vibe when they showed up to the Red City. Oh, uh, do you guys remember? Do you guys know what town that's called? The Red City. It's underground. It's a real town in Australia or something, right? Yeah, it's an underground like mining town in Australia. I think there's like a hotel under or, built with like in like the the mines, pretty much. Yeah, it's nuts. So Stevie, question: What happened here? Because again, there's not like a scene. There's like this weak culture ass wars. opening text. <laughs> you think the culture war, the great culture war, culture wars brought it down, man. But it's like such. Like it's a very diverse. It's almost like all the people of the corners of the globe came together in the desert and lived underground or something. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. It's called Cooper Petty or yeah, Cooper Petty. I think it's called uh, how the Australians pronounce it. And I mean. Another place where you couldn't see shit because they didn't have lighting and they were just like, well, the sun's coming through here, uh, so let's try and get this shot and you still can't see anything. And there's aspect ratios just bouncing off left and right. Uh, Cooper, I believe they pronounce that Kitty Pato. Kitty Pato? In Australia. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think they call it that. What if we're ripping on all these production elements and it's really just because we all watched it on Voodoo? <laughs> I watched it on possible? YouTube. I watched it on the Roku channel, man. <laughs> All right. Did you guys pay for it? No. Free 99. Actually, uh, I watched a third of it on Voodoo, and then it said, this is no longer free. You have to rent it. And I was like, <laughs> what? So I watched it on Plex. There we go. The thing is, this movie made $899,000. <laughs> Opening know if it weekend? ever looked good. No, total. Oh. But I'm sure the DVD <laughs> and VHS sales were crazy. Can we talk a little bit more about the culture, though, of this world? I feel like that's worth talking about. Like, they're very laissez-faire about sex, too. Two juggers can't do it, but yeah. They, like, literally present themselves. And, like, even if you're, like, a mingo, like, not, like, scarred up and maybe not normally good-looking, like, if you play jugger, like, the woman person, not, not Kida or whatever, she went over to the guys, and they all stood up. They were like, basically like, pick me, pick me, pick me. So it's like a, you're right, like on laissez-faire with sex and stuff. Kida sleeps with Vincent D'Onofrio and later sleeps with Rucker Howard. And there's like no jealousy. Like Rucker Howard, or Vincent D'Onofrio sees her in bed with Rucker Howard and doesn't care at all. He's like, we got to go to the league. You know what I mean? It's like, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. People just kind of sleep around. That was refreshing, actually, Pappy. Not because of any like beliefs about relationships I hold, but just because I feel like you expected there to be some sort of 
masculine rivalry over her, but there's nothing like that. No trace. Except for in the upper class. It's a big deal if you sleep with, uh, what do they call them, elegant ladies? Yeah. So Rucker Howard pretty much slept with a Morton Joe's wife. Yeah. Pulled a Harry Carey in St. Louis and just got out of town. (laughs) Listen, if he's getting in league with someone named Lord Vile. Lord Vile! (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Like, get out of there. Just don't, yeah, don't mess around with his woman. That's weird. Bad choice. So the way it, like, comes, like, across to me is jugger players are celebrities, right? Even in, like, the dog towns. Like, that's why that little kid keeps writing, The Juggers are coming! The Juggers are coming! Juggers coming! Juggers coming! I saw Juggers! Juggers! Juggers coming! They're coming! They're coming! Big guys! There's no other entertainment. You're supposed to think they're getting, like, raided at that point, right? Well, we, I mean, like, we knew, because we looked it up, I guess, I didn't. I like when that when that little kid comes running through t- town. He's like, "The British are coming." I thought it was gonna be like they're coming to like take all our food and take like, our burn women, our huts. Viking style, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. village. Yep, it's like a happy day. Did anybody watch the non-U.S. version? No, no. Is there a non-U.S. version? Yeah, apparently the U.S. version's ten minutes shorter. What do we miss? How can it be shorter? I know. It, no, the one we watched, ninety. you guys resolved 90 minutes, right? Mine was 85, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the American one. And then the other one is 104 minutes, and they're both on the two-disc Blu-ray. It doesn't really say. It's like, you know how, like, did the credits, like, start at a really weird point for you guys? Like, right in the middle of stuff that was finishing? I don't know. Yeah. That's the American version. He like looks at Kidda and the like, credits come and then they like keep that's it doesn't do that in the other one. There's no story. They, they just make the league. Mm-hmm. There's also do they all though or just Kidda? I think Rucker Howard's going to get a shot. I think Vincent D'Onofrio too. Oh yeah, definitely. D- definitely, uh, my boy. Uh, oh, Delray Lindo. <laughs> what's with his head? He got chained. Oh, okay. Bunch of times. Yeah. But I kind of want to go back to good hands, though. There was one <laughs> yes. part, He's trying, he's trying. One part where I was, like, teetering on this movie, and then right when this happened, I was like, I'm in this for the long haul. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm in it. And it's such a small thing, but it almost... You have to remember, like, time periods, and, like, the stuff we get today is just... It's insane what we can do versus what they could do back then in 89, especially with film. And I love the idea of Kidda's second match where she's like circling the dog skull or the, the you know, the jugger ball. And it goes to this really high frame rate in slow motion. And it looks really clean. And then, you know, the music's a little different. And then when it's bouncing back between the slow motion of Kidda... And the rapid pace of everything going on around it, I like that. I thought that was actually really good direction and decent camera work. Do my favorite thing in the matches are the cuts to Gandhi, or as they call him, Gandhi. Oh, he's grinding those teeth, man. He's always just punching his fists like, go, go, kill him. I, he's one of my favorite characters in the whole movie. He's hilarious. So I think the part that I thought was the funniest, and I don't know if I laughed, but I, that 
is when the first time Kitta plays and she's like, I'm going to brick your leg. I'm going to hurt your leg. I'm going to break your leg. To the dog boy. I don't know why I found that funny. And she literally turns his his ankle like 180 degrees. She effectively killed that man, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he's like bones at this point in the apocalyptic, de- apocalyptic desert, right? Let's just see if his head is dog-shaped enough to be a jugger ball. <laughs> My least favorite part is when he lapped and slurped the water out of Wrecker's hand. Was Dog Boy supposed to be a bigger character? I feel like it was just strange to have a character like that in it and have him gone in 10 minutes. Yeah. He really wouldn't have healed? Like, they established that you can have substitutions between the stone piles. Nobody carries Dog Boy. Yeah, I think Rucker Howard just wanted him to die at that point, too. He's like, you know what, let's just... Yeah. Which I don't think we've mentioned that. Like, I, dude, I love the world building in this movie, though. The way they keep time is a dude just throws rocks at a tarp a hundred times. And when he's done, that's the end of the period. But if you score once, the game is over, right? Right. I think it, they said three, so it's periods. I believe it's three. I feel like there's, there's something about the man that they picked to throw those stones <laughs> to. <laughs> They look really bored. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be, like, simple. Yeah, simple folk. Like, they don't really know what's going on or something. <laughs> I mean, like, the rock throwing is at their pace, though, right? Like, no time limit can ever be the same. It's just at a guy's pace. Which, how long do you think it would take you to throw 100 rocks at a tarp like that? Mm. 300 seconds. A rock a second? No. No, you'd have to be flying. If it was you, you'd grab a handful and That's throw true. them. That's what I would do. <laughs> but it's them. They, yeah. throw, they throw one, bend, bend down, down, grab another one, and throw it. <laughs> it's a sound like four, five, six seconds between each throw. There's a kind of like aptitude test in the dog villages, and whoever gets the lowest becomes rock thrower. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of a nice callback if Dog Boy was a, like a, a, a rock thrower, like at the very end final match. Yeah, he sh- he would have been a good one. Yeah, he would have. In th- that actually would have been kind of cool. Not gonna lie, it's either that or bones in a desert, <laughs> which I think also rings true, Steve. Well, let's uh, okay. First off, like I said, there's no story. It's literally just about Jugger. Yeah, there's no story. There's zero story. It, it, there's no story within the story or stories of triumphs. It's just literally about Jugger. And what confused me was I thought, like, you know, Kidda was all amped up. We got to go to the Red City. You know, we got to go to the league. Rucker Howard's like, no. And then eventually one day Rucker Howard's like, we're going north. And they're going to the yeah, Red really City. I, I didn't get it. He's like, you're stupid. We're not going there. And he's like, yeah, we're going to the Red City. We're going there. And I don't get Kidda either. Sometimes she's scared and sometimes she's not. And I, I don't. Like, there's one point where she's like trying out for the team. And Gandhi. Yeah, that's, a, that's a polite word to call it. Like Gandhi trips her. And Rucker Howard says, you have to see everybody. And she's like, what if I can't? And it's like, no, dude, she should be confident at this point, right? Like, they let her on the team anyway. It's just very, there's no character arcs. No one really changes for any discernible reason. You know, they just got to get to the league. That's all they care about. Please look at what I just sent to the thread. (laughs) Dude, I cannot believe that. I might buy that. Describe it for the audience. It's a t-shirt. With Dog Boy's face, and says, no one carries the Dog Boy. <laughs> I want this shirt so badly. Is that Redbubble? Yeah, Redbubble. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to buy this, not going to lie. 
Nobody carries the dog boy. Should we send you a link or? Yeah, please do. That's amazing. <laughs> That's what's so insane. It's like this movie isn't really that good, but like for this not to be based on any kind of book, yeah, really weird. or anything else, and for Jugger to be as big as it is, that's crazy. Like Jugger is a thing now, is it? Yes. Yeah, I was watching German highlights. You yeah. guys keep saying that. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a Wikipedia page, man. Dude, there's like different like um, chapters of Jugger and different rules. Like there's a whole thing. And knowing that, I mean, I'm sure, like, the German people take it very seriously. I would guess, like, the cumulative plays of Jugger videos on YouTube are more than the people who saw this in a theater. Josh, they have world championships where four different people from four different continents come and play. People have lost their jobs. People have lost their jobs, Josh. (laughs) I can see why. It's an idiotic (laughs) thing to do. (laughs) Oh, they use different weapons in different countries, it looks like. Yeah. That's cool. But, like, Josh, were you kind of bummed out that, like, this movie isn't really about, like, you know, we never get that, like, the longest yard moment, which is, like, if we win the people of the Red City, everyone gets to, like, live like you. Or, like, if we lose, you know, like, become your slaves. There's never that moment where it's, like, Immortan Joe's living too high and large. They literally just win, and they're a part of, like, the society now. Yeah, I guess. But isn't there maybe a little bit... It's not a romantic thing, but, like, Rucker Hauer with Kidda, he's, like, he's like proud of her at the end, I think. Walk. Yeah. And maybe that's, like, the point that's... Slowly. Is that his, like, biggest emotion? pride like he needed a protege to like pass the torch to or something plus she she licked his balls earlier than day so he's pretty pumped <laughs> and also lord vile was thwarted again <laughs> but nothing happens to lord vile there's no consequences it's like cv said now they're now they're the now they're the bad people the the jousters for the kings the the red city has technology beyond what any of the people in like the dog villages can imagine they they have like welding technology and stuff and elevators that work. It's like the winners become integrated into this <laughs> society. I have a question about uh, what was the troll guy's name? It was his friend. Oh, um, Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah, he looks he looks like Mr. Brown from Paddington. I never seen Paddington. I've heard they're both good though. Mr. Brown looks like him. Mr. Brown. Um. So are we to think that he had? a steel plate put in his head and then the rest of his skull over that fell off? <laughs> Is that what we're looking at when we look at him? <laughs> I feel like I see a metal plate on his head. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no? Nobody saw that? No, I saw it. Let me let me look. I thought it was like a shell or something. Who knows? It was so dark I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a metal plate. I love that Gonzo, like, doesn't speak like a buffoon, though. You know what I mean? Like, he speaks in the way that the Lord Vile speaks, right? Like, he, he can blend in to the society. He seems like he's a part of high society. Ah, Gonzo. A superior effort today. Thank you, my lord. And the stratagem on the 36th stern. Thank you, my lord. I... Just regret it. When 36 stones, we should have done it in 20. Was Mad Max 
the first movie in spoilers? Actual movie? Yes. So, this guy... The Road Warrior. Was in the first spoilers episode ever done? Oh, you guys did The Road Warrior? Yeah, we didn't mm-hmm. do... Um... He's in that one, too. Yep, he's in that one, too. So he's in the first and last. Rest in peace, Gonzo. 2017. First and latest. Damn. Not the last. Oh, a lot of people are dead in this movie, guys. Maybe this movie's just trying to subvert so much, because you'd think, like, Lord Vile would have done terrible things to Gonzo for not ending... Right. Um, I was waiting for that. Rucker Hauer's career. Like, or his life, actually. Like, you'd think, like, you know, Lord Vile would have, like, really teed off on him. Morton Joe would have. And Morton Joe would have probably drowned him in water. Um, <laughs> just being a sick asshole. But he just is, like, back out for the match. He's just good. And he's not executed after they lose. He's just, hey, guys, you're in the league. That we know of. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like a better movie would have gotten to the Red City way faster. Like, Brett, you're the montage expert. I Are you getting a lot from the montage of the Jugger matches where she's, like, going in the rain? They could have cut that out. I thought they maybe did the rain one because I thought it looked cool, but, yeah, maybe take five to ten minutes out of... We've already seen him play Jugger a couple times. I, I know that they want us to see that she's getting better, but I don't think we needed all that so a lot of like the things that stevie's pointing out it's like freeing that there's no like romantic rivalry between the two main male characters it's freeing that like they don't have to like uh have a social uprising for the movie to go forward but the one i found weird is like there's no reason kidda is like good at this like, did she have a role model in her life that she's like trying to? Or, uh, is she the descendant of someone? Does she is she the chosen one? Like, I don't get her. We it's very abrupt, and I think like the hero's journey, you would expect some other thread to come into play at some point. Who is the hero? Kidda, but she never fails. She loses the first match and then wins every other match we see her play in. Not not ties. Wins. But like our main team never loses a match though. Like like the, the team that we follow that Kidda eventually joins, they never lose a match, right? How do we not see one match go 300 stones? That's insane. All of them ended at least the second 100 stones. I think we only saw one match go 200 stones, Pat. Which match? The final one. No, it ends at like 150 or something. Okay. Cuz it doesn't get to the third yeah, round. Yeah, it was a big deal when they completed 100 stones. Because the whole the whole town had to alert the town that they made a hundred stones. Pappy just sounded like the biggest idiot ever to big Jugger fans for asking such a <laughs> stupid question. <laughs> such Why? Idiot. Gotta be an idiot. Why? <laughs> Don't mess with those Jugger people, man. You never get to three hundred stones. That's insane. I could have sworn if you if I like halfway through this movie or even like three quarters of the way through this movie, I would have bet everything that the last match they end up in a tie. Like it feels like. A tie would have been good enough. You know what I mean? But it doesn't. They win. They win every match. It's like a joke a doke. Look it up. See, that's where I thought we were going to get like a social uprising or, you know, pandemonium afterwards. Kind of that Fury Road, uh, if you will, when they take over the Citadel. Which is like, when Rooker Howard, you know, that last match is actually very fun to watch. Agree. There's a lot of drama. And as much as like I've been shitting on this movie, the one thing that this movie does well... 
that every movie should do, but they don't is all action movies, like all action in movies should be a, like a, a form of storytelling and not just mindless action. And I feel like the final match did that well. And that's why I thought we were going to get something when, when, you know, kid is about to win Rucker Howard, you know, I, I can't remember if he grabs her by the arm or not. And he's just like, walk slowly, which is to embarrass, you know, the league or the people in high society. Is that why? I think it was to embarrass them, yeah. I was thinking it was more like to enjoy the moment. Mm. It could be both. It could be all the above. For sure. If she was trying to get the attention of the league, she should have done one of those like cool slide moves Ooh. or something. You know, Those are cool. As quick as possible. They call that a slugger. Slide jugger. Uh-huh. <laughs> she wasted two or three stones walking. They would have had a better score. Can you imagine if it was like it hit 300 stones because she was walking? <laughs> <laughs> Time. If this movie would have done a sequel, it would have definitely been they're in the league and they all gather together to overthrow like the bur- the bourgeoisie, like all the rich people, and they take the city back. But you know, it made less than a million dollars on a estimated ten million dollar budget. So, oh my god, ten million? Yeah, I don't know where it went. On what? Rutger Hauer, probably not lighting. Not lighting. Not, not lighting. Sound. Hey. Not lighting. All natural for this movie. Maybe that's why the montage bothered me so much. When they're like performing in front of the cloud or the crowd, and you have those gladiator vibes. I'm actually really digging this movie. Like I think that's like really fun. You know, when you have the people like stomping and chanting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I almost wish it would have been like a tournament in the Red City or something, right? And they get more and more yeah. famous. Now they couldn't have added another twenty minutes. I mean. It's really short. I think that's one of the strengths of this movie, though, is how short it is. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think it's one of the strengths, that's all. The sign of a good movie. 90 minutes is it's amazing. It's a backhanded camp compliment. I'm glad this movie wasn't any longer. I mean, isn't that always a compliment for a movie we do on this pod, though, which is like, came in at a steely 96 minutes, perfect time. Nice and tight. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. You, you want to talk about a zero fat movie, there's zero fat on this movie. I don't know, no man. No fat. The scenes in the black when you can't see anything. Oh my god, so dark. I hate those. I'm so <laughs> bored. <laughs> it's pretty blurry, dude. <laughs> What's uh does Rutger Hauer get a little creepy uh when he walks in, starts watching them try to do it? I think he's trying to see if they can pull it off or not, because he's seen it a million times. Yeah, I mean he's interested, and I think he's drunk too. Two juggers can't fuck. Looked like they were doing fine until he got on top. Weird. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> at edit point. I feel like the general I feel like generations. <laughs> I feel like generations below us like really hate them. How do you guys feel about sex scenes in movies? I mean, if it fits, it sits. It sits. I yeah. like. I like. Uh, I'm. I'm for more nudity than less. I take it you don't like it. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to watch. I mean, a I family don't, movie. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have those situations where we're watching a movie of family around and the sex scene comes up. Yeah, I think we all remember those days when we were younger. But like, I don't honestly mind them. Like Salma Hayek and Desperado oh, no. all day. Uh, yeah. No, I don't mind him at I all. I just assumed, when you guys were talking about the darkness of the film, I just assumed you're frustrated because the sex scenes were- And it couldn't see any nudity? Yeah. Big blue blanket, no lighting, and a lot of noises. Couldn't see shit. Very frustrating to watch. <laughs> the thing about the sex scene in this movie, though, is it is, is world building, right? Like I said, they have this total- open sexual 
society in this class and in the upper class it's very different like, at least it's for a purpose is kid not worried about getting pregnant it wouldn't be good for her sports career i can't imagine out here in the desert i was wondering about that if i'm being honest watching this movie i would assume that they have that figured out in some way shape or f- form oh she's barren you think <laughs> i don't know I mean, we see kids in this movie. It's not like... She's been hitting the uterus a few times. That is true. That's a good point, Brett. I feel like there's also probably some post-nuclear apocalypse, right? Which is why the one city that survived... Is underground. Was underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I missed the crawl at the beginning. I, I I didn't see that at all. I read it on IMDb. I didn't see that they said that all the technology and whatever else was gone. Can we address the obvious too? Yes. In no in no professional sport are there women that compete on a level with men. True. L- least of all sports that like involve brutal violence like this. Like Josh, that's th- not very two thousand twenty three. Not at I all. I just feel like a girl a girl playing any position besides a kicker, we're like really, really far away from that. I'm with you, and- bro. Let's just be. Re- I'm just trying to be realistic about that. We should at least talk about that with this movie. Isn't there a girl that's a high school pitcher at Michael D1? No. If there was, I would love to see it, but that's like unheard of. But that's what I'm saying. If Kid is going to be that person, then she has to be like, she can't be touched, right? And there's some opening scene where she's like catching some fucking cats or something. You know what I mean? Like she's super quick to Josh's point. That's why she's so like nimble. We get that backstory, but she brute forces people multiple times and that's fucking ridiculous like she's not gonna out punch a professional quick in the league not in the league not in the league we have like two women on this team and i forget i forget the actress's name but she's like a foot taller than kidda and she ends up almost dead yeah her her name's like big sid or something like that big timber or big climber or something like that i, I can't remember her name big simper i feel like her <laughs> superpower in this movie is she's like I can take punches. So many, like... Big punches. Even from Gonzo. Isn't that what happens? Gonzo's just like... He's literally, like, beating her with a baton for all 100 stones. (laughs) She's, like... (laughs) Grabbing his legs? Yeah, she needs to be subbed out, but she just, like, won't let go of his leg no matter what, and he's just beating her ass. It's crazy. It's cool. I want to. If that happens in this German sport, I'm gonna start watching Jugger. It's nothing like that. It's water pin with (laughs) fucking pool noodles, and you get hit by one. You have to take a knee. I'm sure there are people, non-sanctioned matches, who use stuff like that and get real nasty. Did anybody else find it? Obviously, it wasn't real clubs, but they seemed really fake to me sometimes. Yeah. And, like, they made, like, a whacking sound that was obviously, like, foam. I thought they could have done a better job with that. Because it looked real, but when they hit somebody, they didn't look... The reaction wasn't there, the sound was wrong. Here's the issue, Brett. Is that it should never really come down to that with a movie like this. The fact that a movie like this doesn't have any semblance of like a, um, what's it called? Like a um, a light motif, which is pretty much like a theme song for either a character like or a setting. Yeah. It's shocking uh, to yeah. me. 
The music like, sucks ass. Th- like we don't even have music for the villain team, high society, Rucker Hauer, nothing or Kidda. Like we we need something, and we get. It, it should never have come to like any sound effects, Brett, with a movie like this. Yeah. Like that could have been all replaced with a decent score for either characters or even you know the Red City or the villain team something, and we get dog shit. Where's Jerry Goldsmith at when you need him? Doing Rudy. <laughs> Actually, he was doing Hoosiers at this time, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> God, those are both such really such amazing songs, Hoosiers and Rudy. And the thing of it is, when we edit this too, like the fucking uh, the Blood of Heroes, the Rise of the Jugger. I don't know why this movie has two names, but like you're not going to find the soundtrack out there anyway. And there's no reason it should be. It's so bad and so by the numbers basic where's tangerine dream dude that would have been amazing a thief soundtrack on this legends tangerine dream that would have been amazing like go synth go blade runner go go something it's a little late in the 80s for synth but they probably could have still pulled it off i don't think there's time for music in this post-apocalyptic world boys that's not true they play like a tuba at one of the parties I see. Well, I th- I thought they were playing a Phil Collins song on the tube. I really did, dude. Well, how would you have felt, Stevie, about like a contemporary song in this movie? I feel like that would have been better, dude. If we would have gotten an actual theme song with the words "jugger" in it, I would have been jacked. The rise of the jugger. I can feel it jugging in the <laughs> air tonight. Oh, Joe. Yeah, that's all we need is like something. Oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for continuing. You're the man. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand it's costly to hire, you know, either a band or a composer, someone to do like original score or songs, but. That music is so important to films that we take for granted. It's not even funny. Like, like I was watching Jurassic Park with my daughter earlier, and you just like look for those things. And you know, John Williams is obviously a genius, but it's like in every movie, those are essential. Like, imagine Indiana Jones without his music; it's not the same. Right. And we just get by the number shit. But that all happens during like the post-production process. And when they came back with the film and you can't see a third of the movie, they're not going to spend <laughs> on their dime. You know, why would yeah. they invest in a soundtrack when you can't see huge chunks of the movie? Literally, you can't see what's happening. I mean, even like, even a movie like um, Bloodsport, which was sold in a Ramada Inn on a, on a poster, got a decent theme song yeah, it's got some jams i mean it's got some jams, jams in it but also like even when he's beating chong lee at the end when he's blind like you still get some decent music in there it can't be that hard pap how could they not have had someone score a song literally called salute of the jugger that plays like right. Stevie said like the last minute of a game when everyone's <laughs> getting kind of pumped up i mean it's cra- it's pretty crazy that they didn't but I don't know. but that makes me think that this is so fertile for a reboot, readaptation. Do you think? Unlike, unlike Kidda. Do, do you think? Like, like, oh, definitely. It's way more popular now. The fact that Jugger has a following 
with how it's built in. You're right. This movie is like that speaks volumes. And like, like we said, if, if you did it even like as like a 10 part series, you could explain a lot of the things that you like, you know, Stevie, you mentioned, like maybe they get to high society and realize how fucked it is. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like the Vincent D'Onofrio character starts living it up, like treating the, treating the servants like shit. You know what I mean? Like it's high on the, the class status. Like, Ugh. I don't know. I feel like there's so much more you could do. I would love it if the TV series, the hypothetical TV series in our head, like if it started broaching huge topics like that and then it like would back off it suddenly. Cause I feel like that's almost what this movie does. And to be in the true almost, spirit, it is what it does <laughs> <laughs> to be in the true spirit of the blood of heroes. I don't know if you can fully go there, Pat. Cause like, we don't get any blood of heroes. The blood of heroes are the people that to bring down high society. That is the blood of heroes. Like foregoing a life of like leisure, not leisure, but just like a better life to set others free. And they're in the same place they started. That's the blood of heroes. Well, it's like Kidda achieves like the attention of the league, never thinks about her village, never thinks about her parents, you know, her mom who cared for her deeply. It's like, oh, now I'm rich. Let's go. Fuck them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in, okay, so at the end of episode three in this 10 episode season or whatever, Kidda makes it, okay? She like makes the league and she's part of high society. I say from episodes four to ten, she's just a background character in high society. Never says anything else. That's it. I kind of like that. And every episode has a full 300 stone jugger match at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're insane for thinking that could happen. Okay, how long would that really be? How fast can you throw the stones for real? I'd say it would take 10 minutes to throw like they were throwing. And if Dog Boy was in there, 15 minutes probably. But standard thrower, 10 minutes, three rounds. Yeah, you're talking like 30-minute matches if they were like really su- super long. People are dying. <laughs> that's the case. Like, there's no way. You're right. It's never going three rounds. A game to going three rounds is like someone breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record. But wouldn't that have been cool? Like in the last Did it really match? ever happen, though? Did Wilt really score 100? That's a new what? thing. That's a new thing, this- Josh. The last like month, people have been debating it, whether it really happened. What? That's what you're talking about, right? Months. These are years, Brett. There's been? no video yeah. of it. There's no yeah, video also- of it. It's just him holding up a little white paper. It says a hundred. In on the it. Red City, when a match went sixty stones, they got the whole city in there. You're telling me if Will <laughs> had seventy five points going in the fourth quarter, there's not going to be one person with a camera. There's no Zapruder film of like him dunking on five ten plumbers. Nothing, dude. If there's no TikToks, it didn't happen. If I've seen JFK's brains, like, I for damn sure should have seen, like, Wilt Chamberlain, like, dunking on somebody. Stevie, Hmm. choose one. What's more likely to have happened? Stevie Wonder is not blind. That is the question. I do. (laughs) I'm sorry. Stevie Wonder, like, he may have been vision impaired, but he's not that feeling around blind. I'm just saying. We all know it. Yeah. Like, we've seen it. Like, Like, he's not blind. He would throw 300 stones and not miss the gong <laughs> once. <laughs> You're just nailing the bullseye of everyone. That's amazing. Picking up the stones without feeling around. <laughs> no one questions it. By the way, I have like 
the ending of the uncut European version. If you want me to read it, I don't know if it's good radio please, or not. You'll have please, to- please, right, please, good please. radio. Yes. All right. <clears throat> it's long, but not that long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know where where it stops. Where he's looking. Here's the uncut version. Mbalu says to Salo that they want him to stay in order to make him a member of the league. Salo's Rucker Hauer, by the way. Yep, yep. Salo and yep. Mbalu is uh, what's his face. It continues with Gonzo asking Lord Vile what he intends to do with Salo. Lord Vile answers that he won't do anything because a jugger like him will play the rest of his life, or at least until he isn't able to see anything, so nothing can be done anymore. Lord Vile walks out of the picture and Gonzo spits out in disgust. After that, some shots of the subterranean city follow that follow and Kidda, who is now a member of the League, is shown fighting in a game. A scene change to the surface follows. Salo's new partner says that they probably won't come. Gandhi adds that they will come in any case because the good guys always come and they are very good and dangerous. A group of juggers is shown from the distance walking towards Salo and the others. Salo says to his new guy that he must play hard immediately and that he will forget the fear while doing so. Some cuts to the other juggers and Salo follow. Then the picture fades and the end credits begin. So not as happy of an ending. That's better. It's better. It's better. Probably, yeah. Just to like, for the audience who hasn't seen this, the ending of this movie, I don't know if we said it specifically. It's insane. It's weird. Credits roll during handshakes. She doesn't put the skull on the spike right. Yeah. Did you see that? Like, she like, oh, yeah. fumbles it. Like, what? Yeah. That is your hero shot. Get that shit right. Or, yeah, re- yeah, recut that. Yeah, reshoot that. It's crazy. But then the second she does it, like, on my v- version, I was watching, like, the closed caption, like, credits start to show. And then, like, the credits literally start to roll while they're doing the handshake. It's bizarre. I have the best ending for you guys. Please, Stevie. And if we make this movie, here's what we'll do. So I think it would have been so fitting if, for some peculiar reason, Rucker, Howard, and Kidda had to switch between Slasher and Quick. I think that would have been a lot of fun. And, mm. like, if you had Lord Vile watching from a, um, like, a suite that was, like, had, like, glass in front of it, and before, like, Rucker, Howard, like, put the dog skull on the spike... He just gripped it as hard as he could and threw it at the glass and it shattered. That would have been a better ending than what we got. Yeah. I think he would have been really cool if he would have, like, thrown something sharp through the glass and, like, impaled Lord Vile. Yes, something. <laughs> like, that would have been great. And also, it really pisses me off when a character says the name of the movie and like roll credits. <laughs> not roll credits but the title card doesn't come on immediately after that this is ridiculous no one comes to these things they're not contests at all unless they can be quite brutal much more so than the league games I don't like brutality I like heroics I like the blood of heroes blood of heroes Okay. Even if it's 78 minutes into the movie. So the fuck what, Josh? That's the law. <laughs> like, that's what I think should be law. And so, like, when that woman, Lord Vile's booty is like, the blood of heroes, you could have got, like, a guitar riff thrashing and big, like, you know, red, um, like, stylized font with electricity going over it called, like, the blood of heroes. That's the way to do it. Dude, that is what's so weird, right? Is, like, 
Kiddo should have realized the league isn't all of that. Like that would have been like what a normal movie does, right? Like she wants something, she wants something, and then she realizes what she wanted wasn't actually it. She liked it though. She had to get out of the fields, bro. I guess. Also, in the uncut version at the end, Rutger Howard doesn't have anything over his eyes, so he's just got like a white scarred eye. <laughs> he kept picking up that like shell or rock and looking at it. I thought he'd gonna stick that in his eye hole, mm-hmm. but he never did. Dude, th- th- I'm looking at a picture in the in the uncut version where she's got that in her hand. What is what is it? I don't even remember that. It's like a little. It's a Shelly finds. How does he not die on the battlefield propping up Kidda for victory? That's what I fully expected. Even with Gonzo having like the virtue, I love it. Oh. But he's still what, Pat? No, no, no. It's like you said, like Kidda says earlier in the movie, like, what if I can't see? Right? Rucker Hauer loses his second eye in the match and then takes out the big dude while he's blind to save Kidda. And so she's able to score or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he loses, like you see a second eye pop out. Ooh, doesn't he have that move earlier in the movie where he like throws his fucking baton? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. could do that with no eyes. That'd be sick. Chucks it and like knocks down the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Kidda walks slowly. Stevie's not digging it. Never mind. No, I don't mind it at all. Honestly, anything was better than what they did. This movie has good bones, though. That's what the most frustrating yeah. part is. There's so much cool stuff cut happening. Dog bones. All right, before we get into um, yesterday, you guys got any final thoughts? I don't know if we've ever talked more about, I don't know. this. I feel like we talked about the story a lot in this one, but it's because there was very little. There is no story, Brett. Story. <laughs> like, there is no story. There is no spoon. <laughs> I have a Stevie question for final thoughts. What is that? Just talking about dog bones. Uh, when Rucker Hauer and the gang go to make the challenge, um, they give all these like high society types a bunch of dog skulls that they're like examining. Uh, why are they examining these dog skulls? Like, what's going on here? Great question. So. The only thing I can think of is where the skulls came from. Like, I'm sure like those are marked in some way so they know. But like, also, something tells me that this is... Uh, I, I won't get into that, but... What? Something tells me there's a certain... Get into it. There's a certain breed of dog that kind of like displays like your ferocity of team. And so I think there was a lot of those skulls versus like others. You saying if you have like a pit bull skull? Mhm. And I think there's a ritual to like the ball itself. Which is like to attain it. To attain that skull. And if you beat that team, you take it. I don't think they just have like dog skulls laying around. I think it's a big deal if like a village like loses their skull. So how did they get the skull in the first place? We spell this out for a dumb guy. All the victories they have. Yeah. So like, when you, it's like if you win, you take that skull. Like that's yours. But also, I think 
like for towns to like achieve like the skull they use for matches, I think it's almost ritualistic. One hundred percent. They kill a right. dog in front of the whole village square to get the skull. But it's one. It's one player versus that dog with no weapon. Oh. Uh, it's almost like ritualistic, and like they can. D- Is it the quick? I don't know, but it's um. That's how you could do it, and if like. You know, there's pitbulls running amok, and you know, a player will be like, "Hey, I'm like going to take on." It's almost like, to me also, if a player does that, like they're almost like a team captain. Like I'm the one that provided us with this skull. I feel like each village should have its own. Maybe you're already saying this, but its breed of dog that like encapsulates yes. that village. <laughs> it's level. Like the fast people are like the greyhounds, and like you said, the pitbulls are like whatever and then one group is like the german shepherds blue ticks because they're really smart or something yeah. i don't know i here I, I read a little something again it's just wikipedia i i feel like stevie's i don't know maybe overthinking i think you're like right this just says that each of the nine cities have their own team of jogs um jugs excuse me and they have fresh players all the time, and they have traveling dog town games. And the winner of those gets to keep the dog skull. So if you do ever want to challenge for the league, that is like some of your currency. Hey, look, we've beaten six teams. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're not right with the different things. It might have that. But if I, I made the TV like, show, hey, this would be a ritualistic part of it. Whether people liked it or not, they'd be killing dogs. That's what would come into it. <laughs> Pappy, what do you think the dog has to do with this world building you've been talking about? You love the world building. What's the dog happening? They say at the beginning, no one knows or remembers <laughs> how the dog skull came to be used. We don't even see a live dog, do we? There's we just one. see dogs being cooked. There's dogs barking. Yeah. There are? Okay. There's very few animals, right? Like they eat kimono dragons. <laughs> Or something, right? They're like sliced open down the yeah, middle. Yeah, Australia, yeah. Mm-hmm. A big one, too. I would like to think the dogs are like valuable and well-trained. And so they're not like killing them all the time, Stevie, for this ritual. It's like, hopefully they never have to do it, right? More than but once. But only if they, lo- yeah. if they lose, then they like have to kill another dog. Damn that's it. part of what's <laughs> devastating about it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my like world-building brain, that's how like I would go about that. It was just... Jugger is like this, it's war in a sense where like these guys afterwards, I mean, they're shaking hands, they're hugging, they, you know, they spill blood together. But I just like that idea of, you know, the most essential part of the game, which is the dog skull is almost like a ritualistic ceremony for the town. I think it's a cool idea. And props this movie, show don't tell, right? If they make the TV show, just show the dog ceremony. You don't have to explain it. Society needs a show that like hates animals. (laughs) Like, we no. don't get it. They're always so PC and woke about it. The animals are cool. A24 begs a different. <laughs> Watch the lobster. I just want to give one more shout out to Gandhi Makamatri. I really love him in this movie, dude. I think he's so funny. I love at the end, after he does the fish hook maneuver, and they're winning, and the credits are rolling, he gives, like, the Michael Jordan shrug to the <laughs> guy who he had, like, fish hook and pin. He makes this movie a lot more watchable for me, just with the the comedic timing. Pappy, how did you just pronounce Gandhi's last name? Uh, correctly. Why, how would you pronounce it? How did you say it? Maklanat? 
McIntyre? Dude, it's McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre. Oh. No, it's an Why I. Why you gotta shame him, Brett? Oh, come on, man. Dude, I'm looking on IMDb. It's an I? Yeah. It's represented as a lowercase l in he's IMDb. Obviously, he's obviously Irish. Okay. <laughs> You're right. He also appeared in Babe, Pig in the Big City. It's one of his only other acting credits. So, what a career yep. for Gandhi. He was fun. He's still alive, born in 1939. Legend. He's married to Dorothy McIntyre. Dorothy McIntyre. I'm telling you, it's an L. It's not an I. I don't think so. It's not. It's an I. I am positive. Seems pretty positive, Pap. All right, let's go to yes or no's. And let's do it east to east. This is Pappy. I have to give this a soft no. I I mean, listen, mm. I actually did enjoy watching this at times. But this is a real grown-up professional movie. And there's huge chunks of it where I can't hear what's happening. And there's huge <laughs> chunks of it where I can't see what's happening. And... There's no story. Like, I. The fact that Jugger has lived on beyond this movie, I think, speaks to how cool of a concept, and like I said, the good bones of this movie are there. But I will never watch this again. Like, there's like a 0% chance. And, like, I would be interested if there was, like, a reboot or something. But the parts where they're not playing Jugger, I really don't like. I'm super bored by. Like, the. Like when they're having sex or like when they're climbing up to that um, like loft thing, like that bunk bed thing, like way up in the red city that they sleep in. That shit is so boring and I did not enjoy it at all. I like the idea of Jugger, but when a movie has two names and I'm still not sure which is the real name, that's a pretty (laughs) telltale sign of quality. This is... A very, very, very soft no. And and honestly, it's either, like I said, either a good cinematographer or a good score away from being a yes. But uh, I, I can't do it. Sorry. Sorry, Stevie's boss. Uh, since Pappy did that, I will give it very, very soft yes. Uh, Britain just groaned so loud. <laughs> Hey, she didn't. She only watched the last sixty minutes. So the whole movie. Get to see. She didn't even know Dog Boy. Ah. Hmm. I I don't really need to say much about it. Uh, I'm kind of with the happy. There's good bones, and it was short. I like Rutger Hauer. Uh, I like Vincent Philip D'Onofrio. Very, very, very soft, soft, soft. A Viggo Mortensen soft. Yes. A Vigo Mortensen soft. No such thing. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, mm. I don't get it. Doesn't he come out in the... Never mind. Vigo would never be soft. I mean, a Vigo soft is like <laughs> a normal man. A it's like hard. rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie, would you... Do you want to go before me or do you want me to go? I want you to go, Josh. Hmm. It's a tough one. Josh is against Catholics and Juggers too. No, I... What? <laughs> mm. Okay. This movie 
just really grew on me. <laughs> oh my god! And, <laughs> and so I'll give it a Viggo Mortensen soft yes. Yeah, um, the softest. Seeing Gandhi cheering and like counting down, and then ultimately joining the game. That was so like endearing, but also more to like the point of this podcast, like all the things that aren't typical of a movie just seemed like more enjoyable. Like things don't come full circle. They don't bring down high society. And um, I also like how no helmet is the same. There are all these crappy homemade how does that even really even protect your head sort of <laughs> helmets? They don't protect anything. No, they don't protect much. Um, and I think like what really took me from a no to a yes is really just imagining this as like just maybe like I would keep the story as blank slate as it is, but just add higher levels of violence. And I think you really really have something and some better cinematography um <laughs> there's actually one point in this movie where you can see the the flag uh the flag are these like big things they use like tripods to like block out the sun so the sun doesn't like hit the lens and make things unseeable and the camera like moves and you can just it's, it's basically like a tent they put over the lens but you can just see it clear as day it's at like the 20 minute mark if you guys want to look 2048 i think so that's like the top of the screen right is that your that orange thing yes do you see that 2021 oh i saw it the first time <laughs> <laughs> when they pan it like becomes even more clear that it's like part of it, but this guy's not a director, though. Really, Stevie Soft. He yes, I wasn't. Really is. <laughs> I wasn't Sorry. bothered by the darkness as much as you guys. I wasn't like dying to see the sex scenes like you guys were. I'm not that thirsty, I guess. <laughs> okay, this is Stevie. I'm gonna give this a kind of with Brett and Josh on this one. Just a <laughs> a Vigo soft yes. Mm. This is one of those rare movies that literally is not about anything other than the subject of which it covers. It's fascinating to watch. There is nothing else but Jugger. And, you know, like Pappy and Josh and Brett, we've all hit on, could use a decent cinematographer, could use a good score, could use some good lighting besides the Australian sun, could use a lot of things. But I do love 80s movies. And I do love 90s movies, and this is just, it almost feels like a 90s movie, almost. It's just kind of like a year or two away for just, you can almost get away with it. Um, yeah, so this is just a, what an interesting flipping movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool to see that, like, a movie like this has had, like, a life beyond it for a while around the world. So... Vigo Soft, yes, and I do hope they either remake it in a movie or a TV series. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. Pap, do you want to change your answer? Are you still good? No, this is definitely a no. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is like, I think all of us saw like Surviving the Game gets like suggested with this. Surviving the Game, this is not, that's a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, people did their jobs well on that movie. There's so, it's a better movie. There's so much wrong with this. I, I, 
I could not stand for this to be preserved. I'm more staunch. I'm a Vigo hard no now. Do you think this movie could have used more cocaine on set? People seem kind of dry in this movie, I'm just going to say. Like, surviving the game, I felt like, what's the guy from Scrubs? What's his name? John uh, C. McGinley. Did all the cocaine on that movie. And it really stood out, and I feel like there was a none of that in this. All right, you guys ready for some trivia? Yeah. So this is the closest to. Um, what's the order, Pap? I, I always put this on you, and I, I'm sorry. <sighs> Let me pull it up. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Josh, you on the snipe? I was the most recent host with Whiplash. Brett with another Rucker Hauer movie, Sin City. <laughs> and Josh is on the snide. It's on the snide. What was Josh's last movie? Lord of War. A while ago. So long ago. Josh, what do you want the order to be? Do you want to go last? Do you want to go first? Ooh, I love when we do that. Yeah, first or last, Josh? Well, what game is it? Closest to. Oh, I'll be last. Okay. Eventually, I, I mean, this honestly could have been not the culture wars that started this apocalyptic fallout, but eventually the kangaroos will rise in Australia. They already have. Mm. When they get out of their factions and rise as a collective, there's going to be big trouble. What is the difference between the populations of kangaroos and humans on the continent of Australia? Ooh, the difference? Mm-hmm. Mathematical difference. Six million. <sighs> Perhaps says six millions. Is this, is, are we eliminating one here or is this it? What does that mean? One round. It's one round? No, this is it. This is close to two. Okay. 100 stones. Uh, Wait, Pappy, is that... What are there more of? Humans or kangaroos? Or does yeah, it Pap. Ma- or does it you matter? You tell me. Are there six more million humans or kangaroos? You didn't say I had to say. I said six million. <laughs> he didn't finish the, the question. You just the yelled out a number. Value. The absolute value. That's true. Value. No, Pap's right. I phrased it badly. I phrased it poorly. Pap's right. Damn. Uh... Uh, I'll say 12,420. Blaze it. What? 12.42? <laughs> it's 420 today. 12,420. <sighs> 12 million. 12 million. Chillax. 12 million. If it comes down to that. So what was Pappy's guess? 6 million. 6 millions. 6 million and Brett was at 12 million? Mm-hmm. I gotta let the audience members know. Pappy <laughs> is smart, but Brett with trivia is like weirdly smart. He's a savant with trivia. I'm so bad at I'm good at, at trivia that you have to know. Guessing stuff is Stevie hard. Stevie is also on that same tier, although I'm not dealing with him tonight. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> Directly smack dab in the middle. Nine million <laughs> and sixteen. No, nine million and four hundred and twenty point sixty nine. 
It's a solid guess. Okay, chaps. I mean, we may have to go over and like, defend these people at some point. There are 25 million humans on the oh, continent no. of Australia. <sighs> Shit. There are 50 million <gasps> kangaroos what? on that godforsaken wasteland. With a difference well, no. of plus 25 million. No. Like you don't have enough scary animals there? Uh, there's too many. But kangaroos can box. When you have that many, it's a force. And tonight's winner is Brett. Let's go. Yay. 50 million kangaroos. What if all the kangaroos join forces? That's what I just said. It would be insane. <laughs> I have to go over there. They started a jugger team. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brett, do you know? Do I know what movie I'm picking? Yeah. Yeah. Please be Ace Ventura too. All right. Do you want me to kick the spoiler spoilers man first, or toss it to spoiler man first? All right. I'm curious to know what Brett's gonna pick. Take it away, spoilers man. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll. What do you know about the league, boy? Brother Brian. One hundred stones. Three times. Druid King. Scar said we could play a team from the league. Nick. You think you can last 15 or 20 stones? The Meg. And went clear down the run to the wrong stick. <laughs> Nurse Stacy. Should move a little faster. We need all that sewing. The Wolf. Ow, ow, ow. Thank you, my lord. I. We regret it went 36 stones. We should have done it in 20. Barky 420. I never heard a soul for any reason but to put a dog skull on a stake. PK! That's all? 26 stones? And you received the attention of the league? Spencer. I got speed. I can run. Gale. He was in the league. He had everything. Swole. Or at least go 100 stones. Three times. That would be just as good. 300 stones. A tie. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. And we're back. Brett, what are we spoiling next time on the movie game? As I was telling the guys off camera, off screen, whatever, we're going to be going over... Uh, Famously bad, a famously bombed movie of 1999, but a classic in my opinion, based on the Michael Crichton novel Eaters of the Dead, we are doing The 13th Warrior, starring Antonio Banderas. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, who's seen it? I have. saw it in my grandpa's basement when I was really little. If anyone would like us to get rid of trivia and just let me pick a couple movies for it... <laughs> Go ahead and write in to uh, Spoilers Podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon. Just ask Josh. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon and request Ace Ventura 2. Actually, when nature that's calls. my ask to you. <laughs> and eat some bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> Yak. <laughs> I, I just off spray on the other go guano. 
<laughs> Collect the whole set. One person needs to just... Because I'm never going to win trivia. You got to subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> and request it. <laughs> thank you for listening. And thank you, Boss Man Rhett, for suggesting this movie. It's actually a really fun watch. Thanks, Rhett. Your name's almost cool. And yeah, just a B short, exactly. And yeah. anytime we can watch new movies that you know we've never seen, that's awesome. And yeah, that's it. That was spoilers. Email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Yeah. Okay, Brittany brought something to my attention last night or the night before. What? You've been to the Denver International Airport, correct? Yeah, many a time. Crazy Probably more than shit, it, man. The what more is than with those shit. murals? I don't know. I really don't. They, they lean into like, it, though. And I get it. And I get. <coughs> I've read like the like what the, they're about, but it's like the most freaky. It's like the pictures in Parks and Rec Town Hall. Like they're like really crazy, and that devil horse with the red eyes driving in yeah well that's what i, I don't oh. know you know what you about the guy who sculpted that no the, a piece fell and killed him while he was making it that's amazing the thing about those murals is I, I walked by those literally probably a dozen times i never thought two things about him until no the conspiracy. Like, you don't stop and look at a mural when you're in an airport. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't care about the... the You're just trying to get to the food next to your gate, man. I'm trying to I'm find... Trying not about the, establish yeah, just, eye contact with creepy. the gate and then find a place to drink. Yep. <laughs> That's the move. I have to see my gate physically. We uh, are waiting on anybody else or are we good to go? Uh, we're waiting on Josh. He had to restart his computer. Oh, he just said that after... Oh. Yep. I do love, like, that's, like, when you kind of, like, time it out perfectly in the airport where you get through security super quick, and you have, like, an hour and a half, two hours before even boarding starts. You're like, all right, I can just plop right here, watch this, and start having some beers. It's a great feeling. The Denver airport is not good because it's so, you have to take the fucking tram between the terminals. Like, the Minneapolis one's just as big, but you have the option to walk. At least the, mm-hmm. the Miami. Uh, wait, Brittany, was it the Miami airport or Fort Lauderdale where we had to walk like a mile and a half to the where you rented a car? It's probably Fort Lauderdale. That's we, <laughs> we had to take a freaking taxi <laughs> to get to the place where you got a car. It's so crazy. I Fort think uh, Midway's like that. I hate Midway. I love renting a car, though. That is one of the joys of life. I, I love it so much. Pat, like are you, are you one of those people that inspects it super hard. I was like the first two times. Now it's like they could, they could fuck me over. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that dent was there or not. I guess. We when we flew out to um, Lake Tahoe, me and Eric and Craig were like, all right, we're going over this thing hard, and we did. And there were so many dents and scratches. <laughs> Honestly, the way to do it would just be to, like take a video of it on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know. Was Josh back? Yes. You're a little quiet. Barely. Uh, 
Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm trying to get my. Speak out. This up. is Jugga. Jugga. There's like a huge oh. like Jugger open in Colorado every year. Like, I was watching a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. There's check, nothing check, around check. this area. I was looking. Check, check, check. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to play Jugger. <laughs> it's pretty LARPy. Not going to lie. It looks well, a little okay. LARPy. It's like foam. Yeah. Can you guys see yeah, it? you're not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. This is pretty good, right? This is huge. I think you sound yeah. solid. Sound solid, not great. Better than ever. Some would say. Well, I'm not going to yell for the podcast. Check, 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 check. Will you check. please yell? Just Unless it's the medicine thing, then I shall yell. Yeah. But really far away. Is this a little louder? Yeah. yeah. You sound, you sound way better, actually. Huh. Okay. Also, I like how YouTube suggests watching Surviving the Game after the Blood of Heroes. That is pretty on par. That's a good call, YouTube. Yeah. So actually, it's uh, on IMDb, too. It says uh, related movies. Why is this related? Because it's got Rutger Hauer in it, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Rutger Hauer. And? Is he still alive? Quality. No, he died in 2019. Ah, just missed him. He's a handsome fellow. Rucker, yeah. He's, he aged pretty well too. That's what I'm saying. He makes the he makes the hairline work for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't work he doesn't work against it. He no, he works with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He dyes his hair with he dyes his hair with mascara. Or his eyebrows or whatever he was doing in that movie. What year did Predator, did Predator come out? Was that eighty eight? I think it's eighty seven, but that could have been eighty eight. Yeah, because like one of like the VHS posters is pretty much the Dutch and um, Dylan like handshake, dude. How giant many, biceps. How many movies of spoilers has he been in? I forgot he was in three. City. Yeah. Oh, four, because he did Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Was Rucker so Hauer he, in? Um, was he the Pope in Sin City? Yes. Not the Pope. Not a bishop. the Cardinal. He's like the, the Bishop. Car- yeah. Cardinal Warwick. Yeah. Warwick. And then Powers Booth was the senator, right? Or was it the other way around? I think Powers Booth was the senator. Like, t- like Tombstone's Powers Booth? Yeah. Powers. Rest in peace, he died too. What? He died within the last like two, uh, two or three years, maybe? <sighs> Honestly, I never hold on to celebrity deaths. Steve McNair is my worst offender. I forget every year. <laughs> he was shot, right? By his mistress in oh. the head while he was taking a nap on a lazy boy. Murder suicide. That's a crazy one. On the fourth of July, I think. Some might say. I'm gonna count. Yeah, July fourth, two thousand nine. Brett, count. Oh, I, yeah. I actually met Mickey uh, Rucker Howard, but yes, I will do a countdown if everyone is ready. Josh, you good? I didn't know Stevie had a spoiler. Oh. Oh, I, I got one. I, I Pat actually Pap had one. He just gave it to me early. Count it. Yep. So I'm hey. actually. Oh shit! Hold on. My audacity crashed. Hold on. You guys, should we switch from Skype to what? Zoom. And literally anything else. Zoom. I have. Why do you, why do you I hate have Skype? Zoom. Pat, I, why do you hate Skype? I like what's familiar, but it's whatever you guys want to do. There's one the flaw. There's one flaw of Skype is that it stops recording when someone else joins the call. 
That's the oh, only really? problem I have with it. And that's ancient technology. Is Skype like going away? No, you can still do the clap emoji. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 awesome. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I shall be called Lord Vile. <laughs> Interesting. Hey everybody, welcome to Blood of Heroes, where the movie makes no sense and the sport doesn't matter, but we're gonna play anyway. <laughs> The Juggers are here! The Juggers! Okay. <laughs> They're going to the league! What does it mean? Nothing! Wait, did Brett count down? Did I miss the start? Uh, no. <laughs> that sounded like a good spoiler, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, this one's a short and sweet courtesy of Pap. Unless I am forced mm. to... Test, test, I test. have a fan going... Because it's very hot in our house. That's fine. You're probably good. I don't hear you. All right, I think I'm good. I don't know why this volume's down so much, but it sounded fine earlier, so I'm ready whenever y'all's is. I mean, you're not like recorded right next to his AC unit. <laughs> Didn't I mean I used to come out potting, looking like Ace Ventura in the Rhino scene, oh. uh, just because I didn't want a fan to be heard or AC to be heard. Yeah, Dude, I know. I'm not, to I'm not Ace as Ventura cool too as soon. 100% Josh 100% Getting pretty hot in these rhinos <laughs> Ready Brett Ready, Ready! Alright 3, 2, 1 Jugger That was spoilers <laughs>